you will turn with me to Acts chapter 13 and verse 42. I'm going to read a lengthy kind of reading. But I feel like the Lord has led me this week as I've prayed about this service. God has really dealt with me about some things. And I feel like I want to share this with y'all today. Or God wants to share something today. The Bible says in Acts 13 and verse 42, the Bible says, And when the Jews were gone out of the synagogue, the Gentiles besought that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. Verse 43 says, And now when the congregation was broken up, many of the Jews and the religious proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who speaking to them persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. Verse 44 says, And the next Sabbath day came almost the whole city together to hear the word of God. But when the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with envy and spake against those things which were spoken by Paul, contradicting and blaspheming. Then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said, It was necessary that the word of God should first have been spoken to you. But seeing ye have put from you and judged yourself unworthy of everlasting life, lo, we return. We return to the Gentiles. Verse 47 says, For so shall for so, so have the Lord commanded us, saying, I have set thee to be a light of the Gentiles, and thou shouldest be of salvation unto the ends of the earth. Verse 48 says, And when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord, and as many as were ordained to eternal life believed. And the word of the Lord was published throughout all the region. But the Jews stirred up the devout and honorable women and chief men of the city and raised persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them out of their coasts. But they shook off the dust of their feet against them and became unto Iconium. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Ghost. If you would, join me in prayer right now. Lord, I ask you today, Lord Jesus, to touch this earthly vessel today. I ask you to minister, Lord Jesus, to this congregation, Lord Jesus, through me today. Lord Jesus, I ask you to open every mind, every heart, Lord Jesus, that thou this word will settle on them, Lord Jesus, and they will feel the anointing, feel the presence, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, allow you to speak into their hearts, Lord Jesus. Jesus, touch us and anoint us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Today I'm going to talk to us for a minute in this title, The Great Divide. In the scripture I read, we find where this Paul and Barnabas was preaching this message to the Jews, God's chosen people. And here he was, he was preaching this message and to this congregation that was failed. And as they as they the two groups of people, the Jews and the Gentiles here both heard the same message but after the sermon there was two different effects all these had the same opportunity to hear the same message but it had two different outcomes as we read in the scripture we find where the Gentiles the very next Sunday the very next Sabbath we find the whole city they brought all their friends they brought them they wanted to hear this word they wanted them to preach this same word again and they brought the whole city Every, every influence they had in their life, they brought them to hear this message. But the Jews, when they saw the results 
of the, this message towards the Gentiles that stirred up envy in their life. They had sat, and sometimes we feel like as Christians, and we, like as, as myself, I'm talking about, sometimes I, as I, I grew up around church all my life, and sometimes we feel like this message, we take it for granted. We take it to the point as, oh, it's just another message. It's just another sermon. And it doesn't affect us the same way as, as sometimes someone is hearing it for the very first time. And so sometimes, you know, the same, very same message came forth, but there was a great divide. Some heard and allowed that message to change their life and give them eternal life. But others heard the same message and rejected it. And even to the point of persecuting the speaker. Here they were, they, they ran them out of the coast because of the same message that changed someone's life. So sometimes in life we find two separate, completely different results from this very same message. We find that happen every Sunday in a service or every service we go in. As the message comes forth, some gets what they want from this side and some gets from this part, this here. And two has two different results in the story. I want to refer to a story of the, from the Rocky Mountains. There is a, there's a place, there's a line that's drawn. It's actually drawn from, starts in Alaska and goes all the way down through the United States and right on down through South America and actually goes all the way across. And pretty well any continent has this continental divide. Mm -hmm. It's referred to in the dictionary as the Great Continental Divide of the United States. It is a hydrocolical divide that separates the water drainage drainages across the United States. It the divide runs roughly along the Rocky Mountain Range from northern Montana, or from even starts and even from Alaska, all the way to the southern tip of Mexico, and then even goes further into South America if you follow the line on two. But the, the United States, through the United States, that the continental divide it goes from Montana all the way down to the southern part of New Mexico. What happens in this line is it's in the top of the mountain range, but what happens is when a drop of water falls on one side or the other of this line, this drop of rain winds up, if it drops on the eastern side, it winds up in the Gulf of Mexico, or if it winds up into the Atlantic Ocean. But if the same drop of rain that was created in the same cloud, just a few inches from each other, drops on the other side of that continental divide, it winds up in the Pacific Ocean. Hundreds and thousands of miles away, these two very same drops of rain, one drops in just a matter of inches apart, is created in the same cloud, can wind up in hundreds and thousands of miles in two different separate oceans. And so sometimes in life, you know, that, that separation, just sometimes we sit in the same atmosphere, we sometimes we're created in the same service or sometimes things is created in the same building. But there's two, two totally different divisions or two total different outcomes. And just like this drop of water, when it falls, it's created in the same cloud. But when it falls, and it falls on the different sides of this divide, it runs into rivers, into creeks, into rivers, into, into the oceans. And it may wind up hundreds and thousands of miles apart two different separate directions. So that's just how we can, as, it's, as in our Christian walk, we can be in the same service and we'll walk out them doors and not careful, we can go in two separate directions. Mm -hmm. And that's where we're at today. 
Well, we, we have that line that's drawn in our life. What we do with some things in life is, is affects not just today. It affects us in the future. We are going to receive from a service whatever we want to receive. We come into a service, and I've came into services, and I can talk about myself today. I've came into services and set, and in, in that service, and some services God me to go forward and receive that message. Other times I've sat in the same type of services that I sat there and I walked out not changed one bit. And it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't the speaker, it wasn't the music that was played, it wasn't nothing about the service. It was all depending on how I applied it to my life. So today I'm here to tell you, if whatever you get out of this service today, it all depends on what you want to receive. Our posture when we receive his words today, it makes a difference on how we look. Sometimes we're sitting on the edge of the seat, literally sitting on the edge of the seat, absorbing every word the speaker says. Or sometimes we're sitting back as in a lazy boy, just to say entertainment. And we find ourselves there, and, and everyone here probably can admit, they found themselves in both of these places. They've been in services where they allowed, they were just sitting on the edge of their seat wanting to hear God's word. And then they're sat in services where I wish this guy would hurry up and get through. And it was not the speaker's fault. It wasn't the quality of the speaking coming forth. Sometimes it was our attitude mm -hmm. yeah. towards what we received. The difference, and this sometimes this makes a difference, you know, this, this past few months we've had to go on to online services and we're on online today and what well, the difference of a live service and online service sometimes is, is you're sit back sometimes in an online service. You sit back in your living room. You sit back in your comfort of your own home and, uh -huh. and out of the atmosphere. Right. And you yep. just receive that message. Yes. Sometimes that's all we can do, and that's what we need to do sometimes for our health and for our situations. But the difference is we need to connect to a live service yeah. as much as possible. Uh -huh. Because when that live service, we're in that service, we feel that anointing. We yes. feel that same Amen. same thing that's flowing in this house. That's we right. feel that, that's right? And we must try to connect. We must try to be in the in, in the in the presence of His presence. Amen. I know God can move anywhere. God can move in into our high homes. He can move wherever we're, we're at. Because God's touched me on my job. God's touched me in places all over. But it's, it's more it's important for us to connect. To his service, to connect to his will, connect to the presence of God here. The great divide is how we receive the preached word and then how we apply it to our life. When the great divide and the great separation of this message, however it affects your life, is not how it's been preached or how it, how, but it's how you receive it. But then it's how you apply it to your life. How do you, how do you, you got to apply this message? It doesn't matter if you receive it. It doesn't matter if you hear it. Oh, that's a good word. That was a good preach word. That was I love that. But if you don't apply it to your life, mm -hmm. it's just air, hot air coming yes, out. Mm -hmm. So we must, we must apply this word to our life. Amen. The word is going to do one of two things. The word is going to draw us closer to God or it's going to become a separation in our life. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because when we look, when the word comes forth, in our life, when we, we sit under the anointed word, 
we're going to do one of the things or two. And as I said, we're going to draw, it's going to draw us closer or we're going to apply that word to us or it's going to become a testimony against us. Mm -hmm. When we stand on judgment day, I believe God is going to say, well, you heard the word. Why didn't you apply it to your life? You heard that word preached. Why didn't you apply it? You're not going to have the excuse of, well, well, I didn't know. Because then when you hear the word of God, when you hear it being under the influence of God's presence, it's going to be a, it's going to be a one of two things. You're going to apply it or it's going to become a testimony against you. Yes. So it's going to have separation in your life. Genesis 13 and 8, the Bible says, in another story, and I know I'm jumping to another story, but the Bible says in verse 8, it says, And Abraham said unto Lot, Let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my herdsmen and thy herdsmen, for we are brethren. Is not the whole land before thee? Separate thyself, I pray thee, for me, if thou wilt take the left hand, then I will go to the right. Or if thou depart to the right hand, then I will go to the left. And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plains of Jordan, and it was well watered everywhere. Before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou comest unto Zoar. Then Lot chose him all the plains of Jordan. And Lot journeyed east and separated, they separated themselves one from another. Abraham dwelt in the lands of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plains, and pitched his tent towards Sodom. In this story of Abraham and Lot, we find them separated. Separating going down two different roads. Mm -hmm. And as, as, as Abraham gave Lot the choice, he said, whatever choice you make, I'll take the other. And so in, in life, you know, I feel like Abraham, in his Christian walk, he knew whatever direction... Lot wanted, he could take the other, and he would be he be satisfied there. Right. And so Abraham took this, and Lot took this, the well watered plains. Mm -hmm. So many times in life, when we come to crossroads, we do like Lot. We observe what it looks like, what it looks like in our life, or what it what it maybe what what it's going to how it's going to bless us to go this direction. Right. And sometimes blessings in the eye may not be quite a blessing. In reality, mm -hmm. you know, here we find him pitching his tent towards Sodom, and this is sometimes what we find ourselves when we we make decisions on what what things look like in life. We find ourselves pitching our tents away from God, and that's what this litmus stands for. Is when Lot pitched his tent towards Sodom, he was pitching his tent away from God and away from the good things. Away from pitching his tent towards the world, and so many times in life we find ourselves making them decisions. We find ourselves pitching our tent towards the things of this world, things the things of this world that we think that we might make us happy, and things like this, and we find ourselves pitching our tents in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. The United States has been on a downward decline for many, many years, mm -hmm. and we all agree to that. We see things leaving and. In life, but in the United States, they did a study in 2013. The study showed that nine out of ten adults in the United States owned a Bible. There was an average of 3.5 Bibles in every home, as an average across the United States. But I'm here to tell you that just owning a Bible 
will not save you. Amen. It takes living by the precepts and applying his principles to your life every day. It doesn't matter how many Bibles you have. It doesn't matter how many how many times you come to church. What really matters or what's going to make the division or what's going to make the separation is if you apply this word to your life. If you apply what you hear preached to your life. If you allow the word of God to, to influence you and change you, that's what's going to make the difference. We have to apply it to our everyday life. The Bible says in Psalms 119 and 9, it says, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word. With my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wonder from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Today, the word of God, we must hide it in our hearts. Yes. We must apply it to our lives in everything we do. We must apply it in every situation we go through in life. We have to allow this word to reflect in our life. We have to look into the word of God as looking into a mirror. How many people here looks into a mirror every morning when you get up? Hmm. <laughs> There's some people I see in the mall or I've seen them in the stores that I don't think even own a mirror. The way they look and the way they dress. <laughs> but most of us looks at a mirror in the morning times to see how we look. Maybe we got a hair, make our, make sure our hair's straight, make sure make sure our shirt's straight and everything's right. But we must look in a mirror in our life to see. We do that in, in our physical life to make sure we look everything right. But we should we should every morning we should allow the Bible to be the, that image in our life. We should look for that image and allow the, the Word of God and allow His presence. We should look into a spiritual mirror every morning and see how we how we look how we look how we re, how we reflect. Yes. And if this Word of God is not reflected back at us, what what this stands for is not looking back at us in that mirror in that spiritual mirror. We need to do something about it. Amen. We live in this world, but we don't of this world. Yes. We don't have to be products of our surroundings. In every situation we do, we should look in that proverbial spiritual mirror. Yes. Sometimes in our life, you know, as we go through circumstances in our life, we should see how we reflect, how 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 the Word of God is showing up in our life. Yes. If someone does us wrong, we should say, "Well, see if God's, if, if God, am I reflecting God in this mm -hmm. situation?" Yes. In our relationships with people, we should allow see if if that mirror is still reflecting. God or, yes. as, or this world drawing us away from Amen. We should not be of this world. We, we cannot allow our surroundings to change our life. Right. We can't allow people around us, okay? Influences and relationships. We can't allow them to change us mm -hmm. away from what this Bible says we should do. We should stand firm on this here. We should, we should look at that proverbial spiritual mirror every day. And make sure that the influences in our life is not changing us. I've been there before in my life, and I've I had to cut ties with people when I I realized that they were drawing me down, that they were drawing me away from God. Mm -hmm. And when I, we have to make that decision, and sometimes it's hard decisions. But there's sometimes some decisions we can't make because sometimes they're family. We live in a dark world all around us. Second Corinthians four. And three says, but if our gospel be hid, 
it is hid to them that are lost. So I'm going to stop right there that scripture. If, if our gospel, or if, our, if our spiritual life is hid, if we're, not, if we're not reflecting what this word says, we're hiding what, what our influence is in, in people's lives. Yeah. We're hid to the lost. In whom, whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. It don't matter how dark the world is around us, if our light still shines. It don't matter a small light shining in a dark room, it overcomes the darkness. Okay, yeah. And so today we should, as I said as earlier, and I keep referring back to that, if 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 we if we're reflecting what this word of God says, how we should be and what we should look like, we should be a light into this dark world. Yeah. Amen. If we're blending in with the world, we're not being a light. Amen. If we're blending in with someone that's maybe not where we're at, you know, and I'm not trying to put us on a pedestal or anything in life and not try to judge anyone, but in life, you know, if we're not being the light, we're not being the church. Yes. 2 Corinthians 4 and 6 says, For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness hath shined in our hearts to give the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. The outcome of our circumstances matters from what we take in. Just like we take food and if we eat junk food, we're going to get junk energy. You eat, you constantly eat unhealthy food, you're going to be unhealthy. Yeah. And so the same thing is spiritually. We cannot, we, we cannot keep putting in junk and not expect, expect yeah. to be junk. Yeah. We can't, we can't just keep putting in negative and not think we're going to be negative. Right. So today we must we must control what we take in. Just like we take we control what we take in physically, food-wise, if we want to eat healthy every year, especially New Year's, we try to eat a little healthier, try to eat do a little bit better, a little more exercise. And what we put in our bodies, we, we try to watch that. Mm -hmm. But when we do that, we also got to do that spiritually. We got to make sure what's going in outweighs the negative, outweighs our past. Back to the text, what Lot would have chosen, if Lot would have chosen Canaan, and Abraham would have went to Sodom and Gomorrah. Sometimes we look at that life, you know, we look at that system. What if, what if Lot would have went the other way? At that crossroad in his life, he made a wrong choice. Yeah. You know, you say, well, if Abraham would have went towards Sodom, well, he'd have wound up in Sodom. You know, mm -hmm. we don't know that because Abraham, sometimes the light shines in the dark world. But Abraham gave him that choice. And I believe that choice, that was an example for us today. Because we all have them kind of choices every day. Yeah. We walk up to that crossroads, and it may look flittering glittery, the world we look on this road. And it may look like a desert to the right. But if, if that world is drawing us away from God, we must we better take the desert. Yeah. We better take the better the better road because you find in the end Abraham was still had his relationship with God. Yes. And a lot drifted away to the world. If you have been empowered by the Holy Ghost, it doesn't matter your surroundings. But you must keep that Holy Ghost strong inside of you. Right. I, you know, I, separation from sin is the best way to resist it. Mm-hmm. 
But there is times, as I said earlier, that it's not impossible for us to, to separate from every sin. But we must separate from much sin as we can. When you pour water into a cup, it becomes the shape of a cup. When you pour water into a bottle, it becomes the shape of the bottle. Mm -hmm. You pour water into a square container, it becomes the shape of a square container. We cannot allow the world and our surroundings to shape us. We cannot allow the world to form us. And we cannot, cannot, cannot allow our surroundings to form us into the world. Growing up on a farm, a lot of times we, you know, we had chickens and we had hogs and we had all kind of animals. And, but uh, we, had a, we had a pig one time share this story and we had a pig one time that he grew up with our dogs he was just a little small pig he grew up with the dogs and he thought he was a dog <laughs> he didn't he went around no pigs so he thought he was a dog the only thing he seen with four legs running around was dogs so he thought he was a dog he acted like a dog <laughs> he, he tried to bark at cars he, he ran people when they drove up <laughs> he thought he was a dog but it doesn't matter how much he was around right. them how much he thought he was still a pig. But he thought he was this, and he tried to act like that, but he thought he was this. And the same thing is, is and, and I, we were actually, when growing up on a farm, we, you know, actually, sometimes you had to put eggs underneath, you know, and you raise different animals together and things. And a, a chicken can be raised in a family of ducks. You can hatch out with the ducks, and the mama duck can take care of that chicken, that bitty. Just like she takes care of all the rest of the biddies. Mm -hmm. And that biddy, that little chicken, may think he is a duck and all in his life. But there's going to be a time when that duck decides to carry them little ducklings for a swim. Mm -hmm. And that chicken can't swim. So there's going to be a time of separation. Mm -hmm. yeah. Same as a Christian, when it comes to time to swim, what's on the inside of us is going to matter more than what we look like or what yes. we act like yes. on the outside. Yes. And so we gotta take care of our inside. Amen. We've got to have that separation. It doesn't matter what we're around in, our, in the world. If we'll keep this inside right and we'll keep looking in that proverbial spiritual mirror, we will stay right. Yeah. And when it comes time to swim and when it comes time to separate, we will be that separation in our life. As I begin to close, I ask us today. As we stand across the place, I ask us today, to, we need to look in that proverbial mirror today and see if, we line, if our lives lines up with this Word of God. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't, we must do that every day, but we need to do that today. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't line up with the Word of God in our life or what we know that we should do, we should strive to get that way. Mm -hmm. We should strive to take out any divisions in our life, anything in our life that might pull us away from what we should be with Christian. We must keep that inside right because there's going to be a day just like the chicken in the water. There's going to be a day when we stand on judgment. And what's going to matter is not about what we've, who we've been around. Mm -hmm. It's not going to matter what we've heard preached or what we didn't hear preached. Mm -hmm. What's going to matter is what's on the inside. Yeah. And, if, and how we, how we, 
how we, we look up, we reflect the Word of God. Yes. Because this is what's going to be the division. This is what's going to be the separation between us yes, Jesus. And, our, and our judgment. Yes. Is, is how we, we stand up against the Word of God. Amen. It's not going to be how I stand up against Asia. It's not going to be how I stand up against Vanessa in my life. How, if I was a good, better Christian than them, is that going to matter about all that? Exactly. What's really going to matter is that how I, how I, the separation I have in this Word. Yes. If I have there is separation between me and this Word of God, I'm going to be judgment. Mm -hmm. And so today as we close our eyes across this place, I ask yes. us today, to ask God to come in each one of us today and show us in that mirror, Lord, if there's anything in our life that needs to be removed. Let us move in our look into our life and see if anything that we need to separate from in our life that's carrying us down the wrong road. Lord Jesus, let's pray right now. Lord, I ask.